Hi there, welcome along to a bite-sized episode of the High Performance Podcast. Listen, I want your attention for just seven or eight minutes tops, and I promise you that you will be in a better place for what you're about to hear and the conversation that we're about to have. I only ask one thing from you. I would love you to pass this podcast just to one person. I don't want you to necessarily stick it on Instagram and shout to the world about it. I just want you to pass this episode to one person who you think would really benefit from what we're about to talk about and what you're about to hear, because that's all I want this podcast to be. I want it to be an opportunity for more and more people to hear our guests talk about their own version of high performance. And this is a great episode. This is rugby league legend, Kevin Sinfield. Now, if you're listening to this in the UK, you know all about the amazing career that Kevin Sinfield has had. If you're not in the UK and you're listening to this, let me just tell you, this is a man who had a successful career because of heart and desire and determination and approach, but also because of empathy. And you know what? Since he's retired, he's also become a prominent fundraiser for charities associated with motor neurone disease. That It's directly impacted some of the people closest to him. And he has raised millions of pounds to fund the fight against the disease. But when he joined us on the High Performance Podcast on episode 42, if you want to go back and listen to the full conversation, he spoke to us about a couple of key moments in his early life that he believed shaped everything that was to come. And after this, we're going to talk about how we can help other people find that purpose at a young age to take into the rest of their lives. But first, here's a quick bite-sized episode of the High Performance Podcast with Kevin Sinfield. I was determined not to be a bloke who propped up a bar somewhere and said, coulda, woulda, shoulda. I wanted to get rid of all of that and go, I'm going to throw everything at this and I'll be able to live myself for the rest of my life if it doesn't work. But if it does, we're going to have some good times. The second one, and and I get asked this quite a bit because it was captain at a professional club for 13 years and um, that's quite a long time when you think, you know, I had got given the job at 22 and, and seen a whole host of different teams and environments within that. But I sort of got made captain of a, a Lancashire team at under 10s. So you're going to laugh at this, right? You're going to laugh. But I, I played for Lancashire at under 9s and I'm a real proud Lancashire man, although I've represented a Yorkshire team for my whole professional career. Um, but I represent Lancashire at under 9s and we were playing away at Hull and... I've been playing rugby for a couple of years and I remember getting on this coach, driving all the way to Hull. My mum and dad were proud as punch that little Kevin was playing for Lancashire. And I was a substitute that day and I got on for the final two minutes. And we got after the game, showered, got on the bus on the way back. And I remember thinking to myself, I drove all the way up to Hull from Oldham on a bus. I played two minutes. My mum and dad are chuffed a bit, but I'm not happy. This isn't enough for me. So next year when this Lancashire team's picked, I'm going to be in it. I'm going to make sure I play and I start. So the following year, we go for Lancashire trial and uh, you get split up into, into different teams and you put with players from all different amateur clubs, community clubs now they're called, um, from around the northwest or around the Lancashire region. And I remember looking at my team thinking, I'm going to struggle today. I'm going to struggle to stand out and get in this side unless I can get the best out of these around me. So I spent the next 45 minutes of this trial encouraging, pushing, driving, motivating every single one of these players in my team and we smashed everybody on this trial. I get picked and I get made captain. And I'm sure I got made captain because of how I spoke to these kids at 10 year old right back in 1990, From then on, every team I played in, at some stage I got made captain of. 
And I reckon, you know, when I, when I roll back my career, when people look for leaders, a lot of the time they go to what they know or they go to somebody who was previously had that type of role. And I reckon just from being really, really fortunate, right place at right time, at, at different stages in my career, you get made captain because you've done it before and you've done an half a decent job. And so if you can see those two things, I'm, I'm 10 on the captaincy one. I'm 11 at playing at Wembley. Just had such an impact on my childhood. And actually, I have still have a massive impact on me now. They happened and I look back and think, wow, um, without those two experiences, would I be the bloke I am today? The answer would be probably not. So it's clear, isn't it, from that conversation that Kevin found something at an early age at 10 or 11 that gave him purpose. And there was a survey in 2009 that spoke to 2000 graduates and it asked them what's the sort of single most important thing to carry into their lives. And they said, purpose is the most important thing. But fewer than half of them succeeded in finding purpose in their lives. So first of all, why is purpose so important? Purpose, and it gets banded around particularly on social media, purpose is the North Star. Purpose is the opportunity to check yourself. Purpose is whenever you're making a decision or whenever you're going down a road, you go back to that purpose and say, is this where I want to be going? Is this the right way for me to go? So our job is surely to try and create purpose in our young people. Well, how do we do that? Well, again, there's been lots of studies. There's been lots of work in this area. I'm going to share a little bit with you now. The biggest thing is that experiences at a young age can give people purpose in their lives. I mean, we've spoken on the High Performance Podcast to numerous people who have proven the fact that trauma can lead to triumph. Whether it's racing driver Billy Munger losing his legs in an accident and choosing to face it positively, whether it's Ant Middleton who lost his dad at a young age and he channeled that into a successful career in the British military, whether it's Tom Daly who was pilloried online and lost his father to a brain tumour but still rose beyond that to be successful, or Dame Kelly Holmes who came on High Performance and told us that she was self-harming before winning her double gold medals. Trauma can lead to triumph. However, research carried out by psychiatrist Patrick Hill also tells us that conflict can remove a sense of purpose from young people's lives. Conflict is such a negative emotion for young people. It saps their energy. It removes their enthusiasm. And it actually lowers the likelihood that they are going to be actively engaged, that they are going to live an active, engaged lifestyle. And an active, engaged lifestyle is proven to be a primary pathway to a life of purpose. So let me just say that again. A young person living surrounded by conflict is less likely to live a purposeful life. And purpose is actually linked to a secure, stable attachment to a parent. And I know that so many parents and so many teachers listen to this podcast and that secure, stable relationship between a young person and a leader has proven to be a key element to young people finding purpose in their lives. Something else which is interesting is nature. There was a Japanese study that revealed that nature is vital to people finding purpose. Young people associated beautiful images and memories of nature with living a more purposeful life. And the reason for that is because when you're surrounded by nature, it increases your humility. When you are truly at one with nature, you realise actually the scale of the planet. You realise actually how unimportant all of us are. It increases your humility. And in this social media era of self-promotion, and listen, there are a fair few podcasts out there that indulge in self-promotion as well. It removes 
humility. And humility is key for young people. So how do we create a habit of humility? Well, actually, in another study, kids who actually rated their knowledge as lower than others were found to be more intelligent. So we need to create humble young people with a real sense of humility. We need to get them out into nature. We need to make them realize the amazing, incredible wonder of this world. We need to get them as far away from the self-promotion idea as is humanly possible. We need to give them secure and stable relationships at a young age. We need to realize that being surrounded by conflict can directly remove them from living a life of purpose. But also we must accept that trauma at a young age can still lead to triumph. And if we can find purpose, as Kevin Sinfield did, then that can be the North Star that guides people and leads to a life of gratitude and fulfilment and serenity and happiness. Thank you so much for listening to this short bite-sized episode of the High Performance Podcast. And please, 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 if you can do one thing, it's take on board the lessons and the learnings from the studies that we've just talked about very, very briefly and pass them on to someone that you think will really benefit from some of our high performance conversations. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you again soon.